We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jeremy White with Sneaky Joe DiBiase. And the winner of the Vezina Trophy. Can I read it? Let me read. Let me read. The pride of East Lansing, Michigan, Ryan Miller. On WGR Sports Radio 550. What are the chances? What are the chances you could get the other two finalists in the Vezina voting? Oh, that year. This is 2010? 2010 Vezina Trophy. Oh my! What are the chances you could get the other two? I uh, give myself like a twenty percent chance. I'm, I'm plus six hundred. Okay, that's I, actually not I, how that plus six hundred is less than that anyway. Uh, Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas not on the list. Okay, not in the top ten. How Martin about Brodeur? Number three. Oh come so on! So Brodeur I think it's was some a random other guy. What did I, Brodeur have? F- Fifty wins and an eight sixty save percentage. He there? had. Uh, he was forty five twenty five and six. Uh-huh. And a two two four and a nine sixteen save percentage. Okay, that's not that's not as bad as I might have thought. How about Mika Kiprasov? No, he finished eighth. Okay, Evan is right. Random guy. This guy. When I when we get to his name, mm-hmm. we will start talking about him and remembering him. Really? Yes. Instead of Ryan Miller, for about a minute. Okay, okay. <laughs> For about We're not a minute. spending the whole segment on who. No, it'll be a, on... oh my God, yeah, that guy. Remember that guy? Anti Niemi. No. He might have won the cup that year, but, Pop- not, but not a Vesna finalist. Possibly with what? With, with Chicago? He's their first goalie when they win a cup. 2010. Okay, that's Chicago, right? That's, I think. No, s- is that Boston? The Sabres lose to Boston in the first round. So Boston's the 2011 next year. 2011 was Boston. Boston's the next year. So 2010 is Chicago. Yeah. Not so not, it's not anti Niemi, though. Chicago does not have a goal uh, in the top 10 here. Ryan, uh, Ryan Miller wins with 23 first place votes. Mm-hmm. Brodeur got a first place vote. Uh, Evgeny Nabokov got a first place vote. This goaltender got five first place votes. How about Marty Turco? No. No. Oh. All right. You want Jimmy Howard? I'll give you one more couple All of clues. Right. Just, you know, we'll wake, we'll wake up our brains. He was with Phoenix at the time. That's come on. The first part of it is he was with Phoenix. The second clue is you'll remember him more with Philadelphia. Okay. He played with 
to go with the trend of Philadelphia having goaltenders, thinking they're terrible, and then trading them away. Brian like Boucher, Sergei Bobrovsky, not Brian Boucher. This player who finished second behind Ryan Miller, and then we'll we'll place bets on whether or not this individual will be in the building tonight. Played for the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, then the uh, Anaheim Ducks, Phoenix, Philly, Edmonton, uh, Minnesota, Anaheim. Ilya Brizgalov. Yes. Okay. Wait, place bets on whether he'll be there tonight? Yeah, I don't think Brizgalov. Come on, that is the is plus 10,000 to be in the arena tonight. But do you remember Brizgalov? I do. I remember him more for his time on the... 24-7? 24-7. Yeah. Where, did he have a pet tiger or something... He, he, he was something about tigers. He loved talking about space. Yes. Was another thing. He, he was, was a strange dude. Yes, he was. He became a NHL star of sorts because of that 24-7 series. Yeah. And he was, a, right, oh, I mean, second in the Vezina. Like, he was a good goaltender at times. He also, this is not necessarily about him, I believe he is still getting paid by the Flyers. <laughs> like, he's one of those buyout contracts that, like, he's being paid until, like, 20... Yeah, he's getting this guy gets a a one point six million dollar check from the Flyers once a year through twenty twenty seven. Wow! And they bought out the contract in twenty thirteen. You say he last played for them in twenty thirteen. It was yeah, it's the, the buyout fourteen years twenty three million was the buyout. Wow! That's an incredible like DP Etro might be the best one for that in hockey, but this one's pretty good too. Ilya Brizgalov. Don't think he'll second. be in the building tonight. Well, thank goodness that Ryan Ryan Miller won that instead of uh, Brizgalov. The Vezina winners, you know, like it's, um, there aren't, are there that many guys that just kind of like show up and win it and go away? Like Jim Carrey gets this. Mm-hmm. When did, did he win the Vezina in the, in the one year he was great for Washington? Uh, maybe that sounds, that I've, sounds I've got, similar. I've got the right. winners here. You know, your most random winners. Yeah, who's the, like, Shesterkin, like, Flurry, Hellebuck, Vasilevsky, Pekka Rene, Bobrovsky, Braden Holtby. Is Holtby the most random? He mi- he might be, but, but even he was like he was a, gr- a very good starter for what five six years. Yeah, but Brovsky's a multi time winner. Lundquist. Of course, Lundquist is a Hall of Famer. Brodeur won it a bunch of times. There was, of course, if you look at the Vezina winners, right around two thousand eight two thousand nine, when it goes Tim Thomas, Ryan Miller, Tim Thomas, Lundquist, we start to get into some new names. Before that, it kind of looks like Super Bowls or AFCs won by either. Brady, Manning, or Roethlisberger. Yeah. Because the Vezina was either Dominic Hasek, Martin Brodeur, or the random Jim Carrey, Olaf Kolzig reference. Yeah, or the random Jose Jose Theodore. Yeah, Jose Theodore. Who also won, I think, the MVP. The he did in that Montreal year. that year. Well, happy Ryan Miller night. It's going to be a long night, but a lot to celebrate for Ryan Miller. His number goes to the rafters, and, um, you know, he represents good things about the Sabres. Times when mm-hmm. they were good, when we didn't talk about necessarily all the time, a race to get back in the race. When he shows up, they are decent, and then, bang, they're great. And yeah. he, he's a part of backstopping them to multiple playoff berths. They have a couple years of a swoon. They get back to it with him winning the Vezina, yep. and Myers winning the Calder Trophy. Like those Those two teams in the years when... Not even 05, 06, 06, 07. The next two playoff appearances, those were more Miller's teams than the, the first two. They were built from the net out. Yeah. Like, he was the best player on those teams, right? Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe you could argue Vanek. But, like, he, he was probably the best player on those teams. Like, De- they were built through the net. Be- definitely the most well-known. Yeah. Right? He's the most well-known. And then the Olympics happen. That's 2010, the year he yes. wins the Vezina. Yeah. He becomes 
a household NHL name, if not, an, if not, you know, a sports NHL name or whatever, a household sports name, because you know you're playing for Team USA and you play well, all of a sudden you become popular. <laughs> yeah, you know, more popular than you were before. So his performance there, I can think back on. They they finish in second, they lose to Canada, but then the first night back they're in Pittsburgh and he gets a standing ovation from the Pittsburgh crowd because I think, he was Team USA's goalie. I think Crosby got booed. I think so. Like. Yeah, it, but Miller got a standing ovation, and I, I that night too. Like, was he an NHL household name or a sports household yeah. name? I remember ESPN with like Stephen A. Smith and somebody else up there saying like being mad that he wasn't starting that night. <laughs> like they were talking about Miller and they were covering that team, so his stardom rose there. But yeah, like I I think of those two teams as those are the Miller teams, but more. I mean. Aren't a lot of his moments that we think about tonight going to be from like those playoff runs? Even though he's not like the focal point, like he's he kind of is just there for those teams. I mean, he makes big saves, but that's that's Briere and Drury more than it is Miller. To a big point. I mean, they went on a crazy winning streak, but they had Marty, and Marty played well in that stretch. And Miller takes over in the midst of that winning streak, if I'm not mistaken, when they won like 15 in a row. In, in 05-06? Yeah. If I remember right, he was injured. He was. And the winning yeah. streak started with Marty. Yeah, it and started then, with Marty. And okay, Miller, right, right. Miller goes in after they'd won a couple in a row, and they just kind of keep rolling. And from there, you know, all the all the memories. The Ottawa fight game, the, uh, you know. He in the Ottawa fight game. Like, that. that's not, he's not remembered much for no, that game. No, he's, he's. He's, he makes a cameo in that game. He's not a, a starring role. Yeah, he might even play like two full periods, but yeah, yeah. he like he closes it. Like the call by, maybe we'll play at some point today, like RJ's call when he closes that game, for how emotional and insane that game was, he start, if I remember right, he stops Mike Fisher on like a great glove save to end it and just bombs the puck into the crowd after the game. Like that, that, that even is like just... 50th on the list of his moments, and it was awesome. Yeah. He well, fought a guy, too. Who did he fight? He fought Jonathan Bernier. Did he really? Yeah. Remember the the, the John Scott, Phil Kessel, brouhaha? In the preseason. In, oh, right. It was preseason. Is that preseason? <laughs> it's preseason. He did, fought Jonathan Bernier in the preseason. Did he actually fight, or did they just kind of you know stand next to each other? Um, Bernier threw punches. I'm not sure you would want to say Miller actually fought, but he stood in there. He, he showed up. Yeah. When I think of Ryan Miller and fighting, I think of when he started just pummeling Jordan Tutu after he hit him into the That's him a, in his crease. Do, do we want to go to that period of Sabres history that quickly? Is that Nashville? That's like Lucic and then Tutu like immediately one on top of the other. The period where they didn't defend Ryan Miller enough uh-huh. and they didn't defend their goaltender enough. Uh-huh. I mean, he did it. He he defended himself. Uh, in the media that night, when he called Lucic, uh, you know yep, what? Yep. But yeah, no one, no one came to his aid, and they have. Uh, they've never been good. They've since. never been good since. They ultimately went down the wrong path. <laughs> like that's the right. They tried to get tough. Yeah. The irony is, they went from being good and competitive to oh, we definitely have to be tough, and that didn't work. Right. John Scott, yeah. Steve Ott, and was that it? And those were the two, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, you draft Ristolainen and Zadorov to be tough to play against, and you know you want to have hitters. And I was into that. I mean, I when they signed Chatsky, I'm like, oh, this guy's gonna fight Chara. It's gonna be awesome. It was so stupid, so stupid. It was bad. It was ne- it was just so dumb. But he, you know, he ended up being an interesting guy, John Scott, and he was a fan favorite, or fa- maybe a favorite of some fans, right? <laughs> like, sure. Um, but yeah, you know, when you think back to Ryan Miller, what's 
803-0550, your, your, your memories, you know, you're, you're, you're going to the game tonight, you're spending a lot of time watching Miller, of course, over the years, and, and I wonder if there's like a save that stands out to people that's fresh in your mind about, about him, you know, mm-hmm. whether, I think there's a three on O in Boston that's Maybe his that's, most is his most famous save. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. it's he, like paddle save, going like diving back across. He's wearing the yeah. white goat head. Yeah, or slug, uh, slug, white yep. slug, and diving across, stopping a shot on a three on zero. Yep. And those were you know those were teams that occasionally he had to carry them. You know the two years they they made the playoffs back to back. The Vezina year they win the division, and he's he's electric. He's fantastic. And then the next year they are not nearly as good. And, that, he, and he's not as good. No, that's right. And that's the year the Pagulas buy the team. Yes. And they're floundering in November, December. They turn it around and then charge to the playoffs and lose to Philadelphia in the first round in a series where Miller had some great performances. Like one of his best yeah. playoff performances is game four against Philly that year. They shut them out one nothing mm-hmm. to pull even 2-2 in the series, if I'm not mistaken. And he stops Briere in tight. Yes. And an incredible moment. That, when, yeah. I mean, the Briere goes from on the Sabres to on the Flyers, and they're meeting in the playoffs. And, you know, Vili Leno. Speaking of things that set the Sabres on, a, on the wrong path. Yeah. First it was Miller getting run. We got to get tougher. Then it was, hey, well, how about this guy, Vili Leno? Yeah, he just beat us. We could do that. Maybe the opposite order, though. Leno was on the team when they were not tough enough. If that series goes to Buffalo, the Briere save is probably his signature moment of his career, is it not? What is the signature moment of his career? Right. Might, might it be anyway? I feel like it'd be tough. It'd be tough to be the signature moment in a series that you lose. It's true. But does he have... I, I think there's one that... It's not going to be the answer to this. It kind of fits a lot of the qualifications, though. The save he makes on Miroslav Shatan to win the Islander series or to close it out. Like, he is... It's a Hashik-level save. Yeah, like, he... Right. He pushes his blocker out misses and then just like flings his glove backwards as he's like laying back on the ice and makes a save in the final seconds to win a playoff series but the Sabres were supposed to cruise in that series and everyone was kind of mad at them for even letting it get to five games yeah so like or, we kind of want to just pe- push past that series completely or not even mad about five games mad that ever the games were intense and close right and the islanders do you know who started the, in goal that series it wasn't just di pietro um but he does he gets in though right i think di pietro does get okay, in okay i do i do remember this but name. i want to say game two i remember this name yeah wade dublovitz that's right wade i remember dublovitz. wade dublovitz yes. that's right Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll get some Ryan Miller memories in today. I mean, it's it's Ryan Miller Day. You know, if you're going to the, the arena. The other thing about tonight, I would mention, I'd, I'd want to point out, of course, is like the number goes to the rafters, and the building will be packed. It'll be it'll be a great night. The the buy-in price, if you want to get in on a secondary market, is expensive. So people are ready to go and celebrate Ryan Miller, and then watch the Sabers play the Islanders in what is an important game. Having important games back is kind of nice. I mean, they've floundered a bit lately, but having those back is nice. And the Sabres have also, and to me, this is not nothing. It's 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 one of the reasons the game is sold out. RJ Knight was incredibly well done. Really well done. It was great, yeah. After being an organization that for a couple years didn't do these things well, they have dedicated themselves to doing these right. And I would bet, I would give the benefit of the doubt to the team they're going to do this right. He's one of their most important players in their franchise history. They finally get around to retiring his number. Mm. And, you know, you might have some that say 
he doesn't deserve a number of retirement. I would think that's the minority. You know, a lot of times when a number gets retired, Joe, there's a debate about, well, did he do enough? And should they do that? Guys that go on the wall. And my answer to that is always, yeah, it's your team. Do whatever you want. You know, Chris Neal having his number retired by the Senators. That's fine. I don't care if he's a role player. It's, right. your, it's your team. If you, the team, wants to honor a player, knock yourself out. Who are the Bruins to tell you how important Chris Neal was to you? Right. You know, who's anybody else? And two, like, this this will speak to, like, any Sabre fan that's around my age. Like, this is a night to kind of celebrate that era in general. And is that going to happen with anybody else? Like, not even just, like, the post-Drury Briere era, but the Drury Briere era. Like, 05-06 and 06-07. Like, those two years, especially 05-06. Like, is there going to be a night to, like, honor those teams? I feel like tonight is kind of that night. Yeah. Because this is the one player from that team that is probably going up there. What will be remembered more, the game tonight or our upcoming draft of the alumni that will be there that we're going to have this morning? The draft might be tough to top. Joe and I are going to draft which alumni we think will be in attendance and whoever gets the most right wins. Yes. I don't know what we're putting on the line. Loser has to go see 80 for Brady. Oh, come on. No, no I'm way. not doing it. I'm not doing no, it. I'm not doing it either. I'm not putting I, there's it. There's no way I can do it. I will not make that bet. I would need to win a, a substantial amount of money to even consider that <laughs> bet. 8030550. If you want to mention, you know, any Ryan Miller memories or saves or, uh, you know, chime in on the Sabres tonight, of course, we'll get you ready for Bills Bengals. We've got Sal at 7, Chris Trapasso coming up at 830, and Ian Eagle, who's calling the game for CBS, he's on the way at 9. Marty will join us at eight, so we're kind of you know we're guest heavy. We got a lot to cover with Ryan Miller Knight, looking back on you know a good era in Sabres history, and uh, of course Bills Bengals, which we continue to march towards Sunday at three o'clock. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We'll start this morning with Paul in Buffalo. Paul, good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I think I like many Sabre fans. Uh, I, I you know proud Ryan Miller was my goalie. He was great. I. He wouldn't have been my first choice to retire his number. I'm glad it's getting retired. I'll, I'll enjoy myself there. But my first four memories of Ryan Miller continue to be Lucic. Two goals from Crosby, one in the Olympics, one at the Ice Bowl, and, and then Game 7 against Carolina. And I just I wonder if there's a re- retired jersey anywhere in sports where the most prominent memories of the guy are just, you know, gut punches. Um, what I appreciate most about Ryan Miller is is after Briere and Drury left and we went through rotating captains, Miller was the de facto captain. He was the guy who did post-game interviews. And uh, I don't know, it probably wore on him psychologically over the years. Like The amount of hard work that Ryan Miller put in for the Buffalo Sabres is, is undeniable by anybody. And so I think I, I appreciate... The, the entirety of Ryan Miller's package for the Sabres, even though it doesn't have, uh, well, look, we're, we're a terrible franchise from the whole historical perspective. We don't have a, a Stanley Cup anywhere, and we've only ever been in two. Um, so it's it's never going to look great for the Sabres, frankly, yep. when, you, when you think about it like that. See you, Paul. So anyway, on to <laughs> Ryan Miller's four memories all being negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't want to. I mean, some of them like we very quickly got to like Lucic running through him, but I don't know. Like, do you kind of have to dig a little bit to get to his most memorable moments? Is that is that rare for a, an athlete like this in a, in a market? 
to dig for like like his best saves, his best moments. Like well, goalies. The thing about goalies maybe it's just because it's the position. Yeah, I mean your best saves, Hashik, aren't aren't the best saves ones where you're often out of position. Sure. Okay. And, sure. Right. Like yeah. all the Hashik slinky for a spine saves are. I don't want to say he's out of position, but you know what I mean. Like you're scrambling, and it's almost like the best. The best saves from a goalie, I'll make a golf analogy, are like chip-ins from the rough. Wow, what a shot. Yeah. It's technically yeah. better to land the, the shot before that one, right. one, one inch way you, and tap you needed, it in. You needed a poor shot before that to set it up. Sometimes. Sure. Sometimes. Or, you know, whether it's a breakaway save. I, if you want to talk about greatest saves in huge moments, I would go with Ottawa Game 2 on Spezza. You know, the, the, the Sabres, I think, are outshot that night. I don't even know. I think Ottawa had 48 shots. They got two two goals by Miller. Uh-huh. Maybe one by Miller. It's a two-to-one win. Anyway, Spezza cuts in alone late, gets it between his legs, and Miller has the leg tucked, and the puck stays short of the goal line. And you know that is big save, big moment. It's not sprawling all over the ice. Yeah. It's just he got the job done in the final minute to get them a win. And, you know, goalie is a bit weird like that. You can't have a game-winning save, really. They're all game-winning saves, aren't they? If you have 32 saves in a 2-1 win, every yeah. save stopped the goal. There's no, well, that was the game-winning save. Mm-hmm. With, a, with a goal, I can look up how many game-winning goals Alex Ovechkin has or right. Tage Thompson. So it is a little bit different like that. And goalies exist <laughs> to give up goals. I mean, it's almost like saying, you know, I remember his four goals given up. Do you remember Wayne Gretzky's five goals he didn't score? Right. <laughs> oh, there was right. this one breakaway he didn't put away some night in Calgary. Like, oh, okay. You know, you know, you don't score on all your shots. You don't save all the shots if you're a goaltender. So, yeah, I just, I think for Miller, it's appropriate. It's right. The the Paul the, the part you said about how he was the captain of that team during that time is exactly right. Yes, and he was probably leaned on way too much. Right, way too yeah. much. When he, the whole formula for that team for two years was he's just going to make the saves, yeah, right, and we're just gonna we're gonna back off and we're gonna win two to one. Did that, was that not their style for two for two years in a row? Like they did, they did not have they didn't have the players, I guess, to play any other way. But maybe they leaned into it. Either way, like it it did work to some extent. Like you you might even look back and think. It was a missed opportunity. Like Hashik, you can do this with a lot more, but a missed opportunity that they've had. They had a goaltender that good, and they just kind of sat on their hands and had the same roster for year after year after year. Yeah, like, we'll just come back with Rowan Connolly as our number one and two center every year that Ryan Miller is our best player. Do you ever wonder? We'll get a break in. I want your answer on this on the other side. Do you ever wonder the alternate universe that would have existed if they never traded him, and they never went all the way to the bottom? Because because they tank they the tanked next year the next year they he gets traded and the next year it's very obvious like this is not going well they're not going to be good they they trade Vanek all the pieces get sold off get stripped for parts right yeah but Miller goes out the door with Steve Ott so they're already bad at that time no Ott Ott comes oh to, no, no no you're no, right no you are Ott, right you're Ott right goes, Ott yes. goes with Miller to to St Louis yes and then Miller played another decade. Yeah, he played. That was twenty thirteen fourteen. He retired. He retired last season. Yeah, he no, played two for, seasons ago. Twenty 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 one. He plays for Anaheim in Vancouver and still has a serviceable career. Yeah, and 
you know, stayed on the West Coast, but maybe there's a scenario where he doesn't get moved and he just leaves on his own and signs out West to be out West. But I wonder about the alternate universe where Ryan Miller never leaves. What if he played 17 years here? Does he Mm -hmm. end up like Joe Thomas of the Cleveland Browns where you play a million years and your team is always bad even though you're good? Yeah. So eight or three, or would they have gotten good, right? Or would there have been a year where they snuck into eighth? Yeah, and there would have been a year where he gave them credibility and maybe signing free agents or developing players or whatever. He would have been a voice in the room that they sorely needed. Eight oh three oh five fifty to join us. One eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi, you can join us. Sal's on the way at seven. Chris Trapasso eight thirty, and Ian Eagle at nine for your. Football coverage and Marty Baron to celebrate and remember Ryan Miller uh, coming up at 8 o'clock this morning here on WGR. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. If Miller stops and the game is over. Fisher, the last gasp attempt now for Ottawa. Took his shot, Miller! Rick Jenneret, Jim Lorenz. Oh, I love Jim Lorenz. Will love you, Jim Lorenz. Will you draft him in the Sabres alumni draft he, that attends tonight's game? He is on my board. Okay. On your board. He's on my board. You know, I, I misspoke in that first segment. I said there's not really any such thing as a game-winning save. Uh-huh. The era of the shootout did introduce game-winning saves. And he was, is he still the best shootout goaltender of all time? Not anymore. I think it's Lundqvist that's the best shootout goaltender. I could be wrong, but he's, I think, top three. When, when you think of, like, spe- just guy that specializes in, like, how great he was in the shootout, though. Like, I think of him first. For sure. Like, there- Lundqvist was just best goalie, like, every year. Yeah. Miller was best goalie in the shootout. Yeah, there was, a, there was a period watching the Sabres back then where if it went to a shootout, you know, you would, you would feel we- confidence is, is yeah. even low. You would feel like it was assured. We would we would debate whether I remember this being a conversation that I had at least. I'm sure I don't know if it came up in the air ever. Benching the guy that was in and, going with and putting Miller in cold yeah. because he was just so much better in the shootout than everybody else. Well, they had two things working for them in the shootout back then. Good morning, Jeremy and Joe with you here on WGR. They had Miller and Net, 
and of course Al Kotalik. I mean, oh, what a combo, Mister Automatic. <laughs> Yeah, forehand, backhand, top shelf yep. every single time. Mr. Automatic. I yep. mean, I'm sure, you know, his his shootout percentage might not even be, I don't know, top 20 ever, but it felt like he was going to score every time. Yeah. So it's Ryan Miller tonight, Sabres and Islanders this evening. And boy, the Sabres could really use a win. I mean, it's yeah. in, in the standings, in how they've played the last couple of almost weeks. They it, are, the the other teams are letting them hang around. Yeah, Pittsburgh lost in overtime last night. Yeah, the Islanders lost to Boston. Yeah. So in, in their last 10, Washington's won four, Pittsburgh's won three, the Islanders have won three. Okay. And even Florida's only won five. So the Sabres have been stumbling here, but they're still only six points back with a game in hand of Pittsburgh. They're five points back of tonight's opponent, the Islanders, with three games in hand. Yeah. So it's a big game for catching them because you will have to catch them if you want to be in this race. You've got to pass three teams, and the Islanders are one of them, one of those teams in front. Pittsburgh, Florida, Washington, those are the teams that are the wild card standings. So it goes Caps, Pens, Islanders, Panthers, Sabres. And the Sabres, by the way, are tied with the Flyers right now. I mentioned to you, are they? The Flyers, yeah. all of a sudden, they've gone 8-2 and two in their last 10. So the yeah. Flyers have kind of pulled themselves out of the basement in part with a win over the Sabres. I mean, it's really tough. If the Sabres had just beaten the Flyers and finished out their game against Chicago, Chicago, we're talking about tonight's game, they're going to be one point out of a playoff spot. They'd have four more points. They'd have three more points, points. so they'd be one point out. They'd be one point out of a playoff spot with a win tonight. Yeah. They've they've had a couple of those. They lost to Arizona at home earlier in the season, too. The game where the Zamboni broke (laughs) and the game was delayed for 20 minutes. So there's been a couple of those. Like, woulda, coulda. Give me two points against a bad team, and I'm in a spot potentially. Eight oh three oh five fifty. If you want to share a Ryan Miller memory or a memory from that time of year, that, that time of uh, your Sabers life, I suppose. Oh five oh six oh six oh seven, and then the Tyler Myers year. That's how I remember that one. The Tyler Myers year. Yep. And then the Pagulas by the team year, and then everything went south. By the way, you were right. You were like dead on. Al Kotalik is twenty first all time in <laughs> shooting percentage. <laughs> I said, I don't know if he's in the top 20, and he's 21st. He's 21st awesome. all time. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so if you want to get on that, you can. Quick, quickly on Sean Payton. I saw some interesting numbers on this, on Sean Payton. You know, the the numbers in which he might get money. Uh-huh. What, you say the numbers. I just I can't even believe that they might be real. Well, let me ask you why it should be wrong. And here, okay. me, here's... So Sean Payton is seeking 20 to $25 million a season. Uh-huh. And I just want to go hand up, ask a question, and not say, holy cow, can you believe a coach would want $20 million? I'd instead want to say, why isn't he worth that? If the most important player on a team, the quarterback, is about to start making 45 and $50 million, Yeah, which they are. Yeah. Yeah, they is, are. Is a head coach like Sean Payton, is he not as valuable as find a $20 million player in the NFL? Is he not as valuable as Chris Godwin? Does Chris Godwin make twenty? Does he make eighteen? Just about. Like Diggs, but Deontay Johnson makes twenty million dollars. Diggs a year. makes twenty million. Yeah. Is the best head coach in football not worth as much as Stephon Diggs? I want to say the not every coach is, mm-hmm. but some of the best coaches. Wouldn't you say yes? And there's no salary cap to keep their salaries in check. Right. It's an open market. That's right. Which you would think would push them up even higher well, than. I think that that's what gets them to twenty. 
How I don't know how many owners are going to be willing to fork out twenty million dollars. Yeah, you know the Jerry Joneses might, and let's be honest, if coaches start making twenty million a year, Terry Pagula might have to start shelling out twenty million for Sean McDermott. Yeah, and Andy Reid might be getting twenty. It, it it pushes up the market. It's not capped, but you might end up seeing some coaches make twenty five and some coaches make four million dollars because they're unproven. Uh huh. And in three years, they resign for more money. It's like a rookie wage scale almost at that a, point. A though. little bit. Yeah. Like Kyle Shanahan, if he makes another Super Bowl, is he not worth $20 million a year? Look what he does with all his backup quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. His offenses are always good, even with backups. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some sticker shock to an NFL coach getting that kind of money. There is. There's definitely there's, sticker I, shock. I, I agree. I it, it, There's a reason I clicked like and, and put it in my Twitter, like, to hey, let's get to this tomorrow. And, you know, sitting and looking at it, I think, Derek Carr is worth $25 million, $30 million a year. Would you rather have Sean Payton or Derek Carr? I'd rather have Sean Payton. I think I would, too. Because Sean Payton, if he's that good, he'll get you on your rookie quarterback's contract a yeah. lot more return on that $4 million you're spending on your on your rookie quarterback. I think of this when you know, some of the disasters of, of years past with the Sabres. The Sabres had a $9 million winger, and they had a coach that came in and destroyed him yeah the the job is the job is literally the opposite the job (laughs) is we'll pay you and you make all of our players better than they are and he made him the worst he's ever been in his entire career and he did that with a lot of their players like the job is well here's money make us better and i think sean payton rates for somebody that will do that in the biggest sport in this country i'm telling you it's not my money i don't see any problem with the idea of sean payton seeking 20 million dollars a year yeah he probably will get it, too, won't he? He's got several suitors, and I started to say funny numbers. I looked, it was, I think it was, um, nah, I don't remember which one, it's okay. I like to say fancy numbers because sometimes we can just throw it out there and I have to get too complicated. It was how many wins per season a coach is worth, right? Whether yep. that's EPA, you can kind of separate out what they've done. And Peyton is worth a win and a half per season, just having him on your team. So yep. having him coach your team is a win and a half more than the average coach. And that doesn't sound like a huge number, but not many players are rating on that level. The sticker shock, by the way, for Peyton, a lot of it, I think, just is what coaches are already making. Because do you know right now who the highest paid head coach in football is? I found a Yahoo article from July that actually lists out okay. the, Wasn't Matt- the 19 coaches' salaries that we think we know. Matt Rule is making seven, right? Matt Rule. I thought he got a seven million dollar a year deal. He's fired. He was at eight and a half. Okay, that was seventh. Seventh among head coaches. Um, was Belichick up there? He's second. Twelve point five million. Twelve point five million is second. Second. And Peyton's asking for double that. Who's making more than Belichick? I mean, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is ninth at eight million. Makes sense. Which, by the way, is the same they have listed here for Sean McDermott. At eight million. Eight million for McDermott. Yep. Again, don't know how this is this is a Yahoo article. Well, if it's anything like a lot of these are probably just reported numbers yeah. like most player contracts. If it's are, anything but. like all the other positions, then the most the highest paid guy doesn't have to be the best. He's got to be the most recently signed. Isn't that how it generally goes for quarterbacks? Yeah. But that's not the case here. He's uh Reason- he he's he's been around a bit. But he's not he's not uh he's not like a legacy guy either. McVeigh, McVeigh, they've got him at fifteen to eighteen million. They have a range for him, fifteen to eighteen million. See, if McVeigh is worth fifteen to eighteen, Peyton is definitely worth twenty. Definitely, you think he's twenty? 
Wait, you're saying because you think he's $5 million better than, than McVay is? I almost want to use it to, to kind of short Sean McVay. McVay doesn't even know if he wants to coach. Right. He's not even committed. Right, he wants to go and to TV. he's losing his entire staff. Yeah. That, that, he's done there, right? I don't understand how he's decided to stay on but told his staff they can leave. And, right. And his staff is leaving. And, so. the, and, like, Aaron Donald is leaving, and, I mean, they've got injuries. I, I'm stunned if he doesn't hit the ejector seat. Has he come out and said that he's not, by the way? Yes. He has said I, he's I, staying. I, I believe so. I wow. thought I saw that the reports are. Um, wow. Yeah, McVay is McVay. Last I saw McVay was going to stay, but it was giving his assistants a chance to leave. Okay. That's very yeah. strange. Six days ago, he tells the Rams he's staying on as the coach, ESPN. But he'll let, like, if his tight ends coach wants to go to, wants to go to Carolina. Go ahead. And that's been happening. Rams assistants. That's very weird. Yeah. Very Several weird. assistant coaches, special teams coordinator. Like, guys are, are leaving. Yeah. The other it, highest paid coaches, by the way, Pete Carroll, 11 million, Shanahan, nine and a half, John Harbaugh, and Frank Reich were listed at nine. Tomlin okay. at eight. All right. They're all about to get her. They're all really rooting for, for Peyton for to Sean, get 20 to oh, 25. Yeah. Sean Payton, go ahead and make that $25 million. That sounds great. Yeah. 803 It's Jeremy and Joe. It's Ryan Miller night at the arena tonight. So. Uh, we'll have plenty of coverage on that. Sal Capaccio joins us at the top of the hour as well here on WGR. Okay, some good, fun, maybe hard, instant trivia. Mike, Giardi. I like a challenge. You yes. don't want it too easy. No, that's right. It's like name the last five Super Bowl quarterbacks. <laughs> too easy. Yeah. I think. Uh, Jeremy and Joe, good morning. Evan's producing. Howard's back tomorrow. Happy Ryan Miller night. Football stat before we get to Sal Capaccio at uh, the top of the hour. Gabe Davis and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. We know they have a pretty good playoff connection, right? Yep. Five touchdowns. Four, even more than that, I should say. Six. Six. Right? Six. Yeah. The last two years, six touchdowns between the two of them. There are only three quarterback-receiver combos to have more touchdowns together in a two-year postseason run. Ooh, okay. The numbers are seven touchdowns, nine touchdowns, and 11 touchdowns. Okay. So give me the three quarterback-receiver combos that have more touchdowns in a two-season postseason span than Allen and Gabe Davis. Here's your hint. Uh Uh-huh. They are all six of these names. Five are in the Hall of Fame, and one will be. Are they all wide receivers? Yes, they are all wide receivers. Okay. Well, it's a quarterback-wide receiver duo. Okay, so it's not... Right, the Brady, Brady and Gronk is right. not on this list. That's right. Okay. Quarterback-wide receiver duos, five Hall of Famers, and a guy that will be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. Uh, I think I want to start here with Peyton Manning and Reggie Wayne. No. Okay. Peyton Manning and Marvin Harrison. No. I'm going to guess Peyton Manning is not on this list. Correct. So, I need like quarterback receiver duos where like the receiver is like the clear cut. And again, remember, number one. All Hall of Fame. The only name on this list that's not in the Hall of Fame, you would not even dispute he will be. He will be in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Okay. All right. Um, Brady and Moss. No. They only played together for. They played together multiple years? Anyway, no. Two years, maybe. Two or three? Um, you can use Twitter's help. I'll pull up Twitter for people want to put in their answers here. Quarterback receiver duos with more touchdowns than Allen and Davis in a two-year postseason span. Breeze, Breeze did not have a Hall of Famer. 
Rodgers did not have a Hall of Famer. Um, how about Roethlisberger and Heinz Ward? No. For two of these, you have to go back further. Montana and Rice. Montana and Rice is number one. Probably should have been like the first yeah. guy. Montana Kelly and Rice. And Reed? <laughs> no. 11 touchdowns between Montana and Rice is number one. Okay. The next pair involves the Hall of Famer and the quarter and the running, sorry, Hall of Fame quarterback and the wide receiver that will be a Hall of Famer. They had nine touchdowns together in 2008, 2009. 08, 09, and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. So that's right. That's a great. Okay. Cl- how how about uh, Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald? Correct. Yes. Nine touchdowns together, more than Allen and Davis. Yep. Finally, this one's the furthest one back. Two Hall of Famers. Okay. How about two Hall of Famers? And I'm going further back than Montana and Rice. Yes, and the potential exists for you to get the quarterback and get the wrong receiver. Because both receivers are in the Hall of Fame. Ooh, it, I, um, Bradshaw, and yep. I'm going to assume it's either, well, then I'm going to say then it's uh, Bradshaw and John Stallworth. Correct. Seven touchdowns. Nice. Bradshaw and John. Those are the three quarterback-receiver wow. combos to have more postseason touchdowns in a two-season span than Allen and Davis. And Allen right. Davis could pass that, them. They, they, what, do they need 11 for the record? They need five to tie Montana mm, and Rice. That's going to be tough. And they might play three more games. They might. They need. A, they might need another Chief game from last year. Can you get four more against the Chiefs next week? Wouldn't it be great? We're all still he needs get, five wait. to tie though. Six to break the record. That's right? right. Yeah. They win the Super Bowl this year. They break that record and we're or whatever. And we're like, you know, should we be talking about receiver receiver two here? They only right. have the postseason record right. for touchdowns. But. Like maybe they. Should, Gabe Davis has another four touchdown game. It's just okay. Let's pay him twenty million dollars. That's right. Year. And never even let's bother. Like how do you play in the regular season? I don't care. Get that, into the. He's he's the new Claude Lemieux. He's the new <laughs> he's the new Robert Ory. Gabe Davis is big shot Gabe. You yeah. know. If they win the Super Bowl, I mean everything's obviously everything is going to be different. Everything about the team is different, right? Like, doesn't just everybody want them to just bring everybody well, back? That's the thing. If Gabe they, Davis included. If they win the Super Bowl, like, I hope you're prepared to not even suggest them drafting any players. No, just you know, forfeit you, the picks. Right. You're just going to be like, <laughs> you know, I really think they could use help on the defensive line. Oh, yeah? You think so? They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> we're, all, we're all just going to do that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Jordan Poyer left in free agency. I think they need a safety. Oh, they do? They won the Super Bowl, man. <laughs> I'm ready for all that. Yeah. All right. Sal on the other side. It's Ryan Miller tonight, uh, night at the arena tonight. So, um, you know, we're talking a little bit about that as well. Jeremy White, Jody Biasi. Happy Thursday here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly 
Smarts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.